Hello, everybody. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree podcast, episode 168. Woo. We've got the Disney breakdown episode for you tonight. A lot more than just that, but I'd say that's a biggie because this trip was... Broke us down. <laughs> and it was a biggie. Broke us down in all in all the ways, too. I'd say emotionally, physically, everything. Good and bad ways. But Shane, let's get into it. We just got home, basically. I mean, this is like our first full 48 hours back home as a family after doing four full days at Walt Disney World. And then, of course, you need a little rest after that. So we took a five-nighter vacation at some like Disney-themed mansion in Orlando with a private pool. Yeah, it was, as you can probably tell from my voice... <clears throat> I'm a little ill right now. Shane had a fever last night, folks. A fever of 103. He was like a child. Like what grown adult man gets a fever of 103 on a Monday night? Yeah, I actually thought I was going to die. I, I really did. I was thinking I'm, I'm, I'm shaking so much because when you're overheating that much, it feels like you're freezing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm gonna have a seizure, I'm gonna die. I, I was having <laughs> all these thoughts, but yeah, it's I, I suspect the reason I got so sick is because Disney, they, mm -hmm. Like you told me there's something called the Disney flu, right? Somebody, a, a follower, a listener told me that. They messaged me and they said that kids get the Disney flu, so bring your sanitizer. Right. So after four days in Disney, I started to feel a little bit uh, exhausted <laughs> because leading up to Disney, like uh, the night before we left uh, to go on this trip, I was doing a show at the Rivley, a, a comedy show. And I was up till 1.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. And we had to be up at 3.30. It was ridiculous. To be at the airport. So that wasn't a lot of sleep. And then the second we landed in Florida, boom, we're at Disney. And then it was four nonstop days. And then even when we broke to have our like resting time, I was drinking, you know, three to four beers a day. Mm -hmm. And I think that broke my immunity protection down the perfect amount to get really sick. But I couldn't, my body wouldn't let me be really sick because you had to go to a bachelorette party mm -hmm. and I had to look after the kids on my own. So my body said, Shane, even though we're feeling really, really sick, we're not going to let you be sick until Alex comes home from the bachelorette. And then the second you got home from the bachelorette party, all hell broke loose within my body. <laughs> Shane started heating up. It was hell in there. It was so hot. And like I gave you a hug when I got home and your body was on fire and not in like a sexy way. It was just on fire in a heat fever, scary way. Yeah, this has been a Rough patch but, for old Shaney. Boy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for us. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> but uh, it's wild because the month leading up to Disney, I mean, we were running on fumes. We can't even act like we were in a good spot. We were exhausted because you were rehearsing every night for your show. And then we go and it was nonstop. But I do, I want to get into our four days that we were there because I feel like it's, one of the most built up holidays that you can imagine, right? Like yeah. when you when you have kids and everything like that, I think it's something that crosses every parent's mind is something you might want to do, you definitely don't want to do. And I actually came across an article today about, it was like, here's why I'm never taking my kids to Disney. And it was, you know, like it's overpriced, blah, 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 all this. I get it. And then the comment section was full of people saying, Things like, well, my kid has to go see ancient ruins in Greece, not Disney. I think I've done something right as a parent. And it was just like snarky stuff like that. And I was like thinking in my head, look, I love traveling, traveling. I love that kind of stuff. But there is totally space for both kind of trips. And there is totally space in your kid's childhood for both kinds of Wait, trips. Wait, is there space to go to the ancient ruins if you're four years old? Well, I mean, you could go to Greece or Rome, right? And see ruins there. Or like you can go to Costa Rica or Mexico. 
<laughs> like there's lots of places you can go. But I'm saying these are all different types of vacations and like there is space. If you're taking, you know, one family trip a year, every couple of years, whatever, you can do all the things. You can spread your love around. But I do understand because one thing you and I kept saying, like it is not a relaxing time to be at Disney with your kids. You are working. Like, guys, I blew out my back completely. I can barely move. I feel 85 years old. It is work. You need to legitimately, like, train for it, like a marathon. If I am if I look weird right now, it's because I'm about to sneeze really bad. <laughs> I thought you just Sorry. had something to say. No, I was about to tell you I'm going <laughs> to interrupt you with a sneeze and I don't want to be rude, but continue. So it is something you, like, have to basically train for. It is exhausting. The kids were going to bed at, like, 10 o'clock every night. And if you know us, you know we do bedtime at, like, 6 p.m. So it is a lot. However... The caveat and what made it all worth it for me was, I mean, walking into the park for the first time and the kids seeing the castle. Then the first night we were there, we saw the fireworks show. Lucy fell asleep because she was just as tired as we were. But Betty was absolutely enamored having the freaking time of her life watching those fireworks. And I had tears in my eyes. I was so excited and just so almost relieved that she liked it so much and appreciated it so much. And I had those moments with Lucy too, like during the parades when she's seeing her princesses or meeting them at like a lunch that we did. And those moments of the kids feeling it was magical kind of validated the fact that we were running ourselves freaking just to the bone. Yeah. And it it really just made me feel so good. And it, it was invigorating, like it gave me energy to do another day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it gave me energy to do another day. <laughs> I did another day after day, but it did feel good. And it's like a lot of things in life, they're hard to do, but they're worth doing. Mm. And usually uh, that that's closely connected. Like going to the gym is hard, but you feel good after. And Disney felt like I was at the gym all day, <laughs> but the kids were so happy. You got that rush from it. Oh my God. Yeah. And there were things that really, I had a lot of fun with too. And I, I want to go through a few of the main things we went through, went through and get your take on them. Yeah. So the first thing I want to hit, one of the highlights for me was the fireworks show. Like it they is, do the best fireworks show though, like oh my God. probably in the world and the new year's Eve show, which we had the accidental pleasure of seeing because we didn't know we were at, at Disney World on New Year's Eve the last time we went. 2020, baby. 2020, <laughs> uh, which is the busiest day of the year, be warned if you ever do end up going on that day. Uh, it's phenomenal it and it's amazing. mind-blowing. And they have a, a woman, I think I think it's a woman, in a, a Tinkerbell costume mm -hmm. on a, like a, a big line, zip like a zip lining. line, <laughs> but you can't tell it's a zip line, going from the top of the castle like flying through the air and it's just this woman does this every day it's crazy. It's, it's so cool mm -hmm. how they how they do it that it puts other fireworks shows to shame so what i want to say too is like it is so worth if you're going there and you're doing it and you're like we're spending the money we're going to disney world keep your kids awake for the fireworks betty is three years old lucy's five she saw the fireworks when she was like a year and a half but she fell asleep in the stroller this time. Betty was having the time of her life. And it was so worth keeping her up to see them. She talks about it every day. Yeah, she, <laughs> she saw Nona many days removed from fireworks and was just talking about the fireworks there. No, it was it was amazing. And that really made me happy. And the second thing I want to talk about, Genie Plus. Because, you know, you go to Disney, you're <laughs> spending... Sorry, that's the sneeze. It came. Sorry, Genie Plus. Sorry. <laughs> So Genie Plus, you know, because you head to Disney and you're already spending like, oh, my God, the tickets were expensive, right? They were like 169 Canadian per a day. Betty was free because she is under three, which is but a huge bonus. the flights are pretty cheap to Florida. They are. They are cheap to Florida. And, you know, Disney's probably the best theme park in the world. Mm -hmm. No, it's good. And here's what I want to say, though, because last time we were there, I forget what it was called, like Fast Pass or something. And it was 60 bucks or 65 bucks per person per day for this fast pass. They changed that. So now you have a genie plus, they call it. And the price fluctuates. The cheapest it was for us was $15. The most expensive, it was like $25. Point is, it's way cheaper. You can choose, like, it's different for choosing your rides and things. 
but we did it so well. And guys, I'm like a Disney dummy. I don't know anything. I had to learn from so many other people. But Shane, I think I handled our Genie Pluses like impeccably. And what the Genie Plus allows you to do is skip the line and get right on a ride. So some rides that we were getting on had an hour wait time. Yeah, it was crazy. But with the Genie Plus, the way you had had it scheduled, it would be a two-minute wait. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine ever waiting in line again. We waited in a single line. Okay, so we went to all of the parks, all four parks, and we did Magic Kingdom a couple times. But we waited in a single line, and that was to see Elsa. And we only waited because you were not allowed to use your Genie Plus. So we got there right at open, and there was already an hour wait. But it actually kind of flew by. Like, we were there with some friends and their kids, so the kids were kind of keeping each other company. And then you're waiting inside of Elsa and Anna's house. And there's like no rules kind of. So the kids were running around having fun looking at things. And it was pretty neat. Yeah, that's one thing that I think parents who haven't been to Disney before will be surprised by. That the rides are not the main attraction. It's the characters. Oh my God, uh, yeah. The first time we went to Disney, I was like, okay, the, the Dumbo ride is going to be <laughs> Lucy's biggest thrill. No, it's meeting Elsa, it's meeting Goofy and Mickey. So walking around the park is way Mm. more exciting than the rides. In fact, Lucy did not like the rides at all. She complained about every (laughs) single one. And she was choosing them. She had the dip, the first dips on all the rides. We went on all the rides she wanted and then she just complained about them. And even with that, she bawled her <laughs> eyes out at the prospect of having to leave Disney. Yes. Because no other place is magical, she said. Mm-hmm. And she wants to go on a Disney cruise now. She's <laughs> she, she saw Di- somehow we're getting Disney cruise commercials. Well, it was in our hotel, too. They were showing advertisements well, for it. Well, it's on our TV, all YouTube pre-rolls <laughs> and everything. And she goes, Disney was good, but the Disney cruise is even better. And that has the real Elsa. The real Elsa wasn't at Disney, I've she realized. She said that? She goes, I go, what What was it then? She goes, well, it was Elsa, but not the magical Elsa. The magical Elsa <laughs> is on the Disney cruise. I go, how do you know? Because she has real powers. And I'm just mm. thinking, oh, they must use some editing tricks to like maybe Elsa points at something and then it Definitely. turns into ice or whatever Elsa's power is. So she wants to go on a cruise. I'm in for that. I think, and, and then it's everything she likes. No rides, all characters. And I do want to say, because I've had a few people ask me if it's like worth it to go to the character meals. So we did two of them because they're a little pricier. How and, much? So the, I forget the first one. I think the first one was like 60 per person, per adult. The last one we did was like one well, of the- How much for kids? Betty's free and Lucy was like 35 for the first okay, one. Okay, so under three is free. Yeah, but and okay. they still give them like little foods in the perfect amount too. It's awesome. Um, but the final one we got into, so I was like trying really hard to get us into Cinderella's Royal Table. So this is a lunch you have inside the castle, which is like cool enough because even as an adult, as a kid, I'm like, what is in there? How do you get in there? This is amazing. So the fact that it's a restaurant is pretty cool. And it's kind of like a high end, like fancy schmancy restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually very surprised at our meal. Like everything I ate was very good. And I read reviews saying that the food was underwhelming, but I totally disagree. Well, if you're ordering gnocchi, just beware. It is different than you expect. It's like like a vegetarian gnocchi. The shells are very odd. They're like really fluffy, right? So I liked it because it wasn't heavy, but it wasn't like, you know, it's not grandma's homemade gnocchi. Mm-hmm. So you might be disappointed if you're a big gnocchi fan, which I <laughs> So take notes on the gnocchi, but that one was $80 per adult and like 60 bucks for Lucy. So that was expensive. However, probably the most worth it thing that we did because- at that place, like the Cinderella thing, they just release all of the princesses. And they say it like that too. They go, release the princesses. (laughs) And they're they're famished. (laughs) And they just start eating off your plate. They go around. It's a part of the experience. Hey, hey, little girl. Hey, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're let out of the dungeon. Chugging drinks. (laughs) Um. And it's, you know, the release of the princess as scary as it may be, it is incredibly 
like amazing for Lucy. So it's kind of cool because like to see Elsa, right? So we got maybe three minutes with Elsa, three minutes with Anna when we waited in line, an hour line to see them. But at this lunch, you're just sitting there shoving food in your mouth. And then, you know, Rapunzel comes to your table and is like the happiest person to see your kid. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at you. And they're so excited. They make such a big deal about your kids. They give them hugs, take pictures, chat with them. And each princess is at your table for like several minutes. It's amazing. So it's worth it just to get all the, you know, all the meeting of the celebrities. Yeah, you get them all at once. You're you're paying for efficiency Mm because you're just getting all of these like dream princesses out of the way that your kids get to meet. It was incredible. It was incredible. And so that was totally worth it for us. And then breakfast, we did the same thing at Chef Mickey's and that's like all the classic characters, which was Betty's cup of tea. She was really flipping for like Minnie and Goofy. I'm dying to know, how do kids like Betty's age, Betty's not even three, we watch Disney movies. Most of the Disney movies we watch are like the new ones that come out. Right. Raya, all that stuff. How the hell does she know who Goofy is? <laughs> yeah. Who? How does she know who Daisy Duck is? Daisy Duck is more obscure too, right? I like, forgot Daisy Duck's Pluto? name. Pluto? What's Pluto in? I don't know if she knew Pluto, but she certainly knew Goofy, The all the ducks. What's, what's the other duck's name? Donald. Donald? Who's teaching her this? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's like, it's inherent. Betty flipped out over Goofy. (laughs) Yeah. Went, lost her mind. I've never seen her that happy in my life. the first time I realized how much of an impact he made on her was, so we stayed at the Contemporary Hotel, which is really cool. It's like an A-frame. So when you walk outside of your hotel room door, it's totally open to the lobby. And so you can see the characters at this restaurant, like below us. And Betty's up there screaming, Goofy, Goofy, like from our hotel room. It was nuts. And I I had, again, totally surprised that she knew who it was. Yeah. And all those characters, they really know how to interact with the kids. And like they're allowed to hug them. And Mm -hmm. it's just so cute. Even Lucy, who can sometimes be a little bit like of a a malcontent or pretend like she's not into anything. (laughs) That's like her kind of game acting like she doesn't care. Like, I wish we were in Mario World instead. She loved meeting Minnie Mouse. It was so cute. And like she couldn't resist giving her a hug, even though she was pretending she didn't give a damn. And the second she walked away, she just had this big smile, even though she's trying not to smile. It was so cute. I think you captured it on camera. I have it on camera and I've been looking at it like every day since just because it was adorable because she was trying to look so tough and so cool and then just broke out in this adorable, adorable, so happy smile. It was very sweet. Um, So yeah, character meals, totally worth it. And the other thing that I want to point out is being totally worth it is uh, two things. Number one, staying at the Contemporary because it's 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes. How long did it take us to walk? About seven or eight minutes. Seven minutes. Nobody else walked. It was like always such a peaceful part of our day to walk from the hotel to Magic Kingdom. Totally worth it. Highly recommend it. Um, But stroller rental, do it and don't do it from the park because the park, you have to like go in you can't do park hopping with it it's all confusing it's a lot of money but if you order from a place called kingdom strollers okay so we got a double stroller and i borrowed it for a week they dropped it off at our hotel gave it to me directly i kept it for a week and then they picked it up from the rental home that we were staying at later in the week it cost me 175 dollars for that whole time, Lucy puked in it. We cleaned it up. It was like... Betty wouldn't sit in it. <laughs> Betty actually would for the first two days. Then she was like, screw that. I'm getting carried around. She ruined me. Yeah. Ruined me. And that's that's a huge con for me. So if we were ever to do that again, we would need somehow to figure out how to get Betty to stay in the stroller. Like make a rule before we go. Prep her before we go. Because that was insane. And my back has never experienced pain like this. Yeah, it was tough and unfair because Betty loves you a lot more than she loves me. And she won't let me carry her as much as she'll let you're you carry. You're the stronger one. She yeah. doesn't get that. She's dumb. She's under three. She doesn't understand. When her brain develops, I can remind her of what she did to my back. Yeah. And I want to know, okay, so I have a theory about Disney. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Sorry, just (laughs) catching up with you calling Betty dumb. (laughs) (laughs) She is. It's not her fault. She's a little. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, sorry, what's the question? Uh, do you want to hear my theory about Disney? Yes. Okay. I have a theory. That about Disney? It, yes. Yeah. That in all of their food, which is reasonably priced, um, aside from the character Makes you meals, not shit? Yes. How did you know I was going to say that? Because none of us shit in the entire time we were at Disney. Oh my gosh. None of us. It took us all, including the kids. So me, Shane, my mom, and both kids took us all like five days to take our first poop. Well, because... We were all staying in the same room. So I'm sleeping in one bedroom with my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. both kids and you. Mm-hmm. And there's two beds, right? It's, it wasn't a big room by any means. No. So there is the theory that, okay, it's shy bladder. You're scared. Is bladder where shit is or that's just piss? In your shy. bladder. Bladder's pee. Bladder. Okay. So shy shitter. <laughs> um, shy anus? Shy anus. Is the anus where the poop? Uh, that's where the poop <laughs> the, comes that, out. Yeah, it's that's the canal. There. That's the canal. It's not always just dangling. <laughs> um, <laughs> point is, even if I was shy to do it, you'd think once you're at Disney, the park, there's washrooms everywhere. You could kind of unload at the park. <laughs> Rectum. Rectum. That's where it is. Really? That's where the poop is held. I don't think so. The lower end of your large intestine, intestine, the rectum, stores stool until it pushes stool out of your anus during a bowel movement. Got you. Okay. So you think you'd go to one of the many or washrooms that you go to when you're not in the hotel bathroom? Because I understand not wanting to, you know, humiliate yourself by (laughs) stinking up the room that your mother-in-law is in. But so, yeah. I, I don't know. It could Your theory could be correct. Okay. So you, what led me to this theory was actually I shared a story with you when we were there and none of us could go. And I shared a story with you about how I remember being at Canada's Wonderland years ago, like maybe 20 years ago and maybe more than that. And then uh, there was a woman in line for the bathroom and she was like politely asking people if she could go ahead because she really had to go. And everybody in line was kind of being snarky like, rightfully so you don't really understand but they're like i really have to go too i've been waiting for a long time too and then the woman had diarrhea out in public in this lineup and it was like coming down her legs she was wearing little shorts it was the most humiliating thing even as a kid like as a kid you might find like poop things funny but as a kid you recognized how awful and like sad that was and you just felt so bad and i think disney puts anti-poop in your food so that they don't run into situations like that because the park is also incredibly clean yes so they don't want any poop accidents yeah because if they didn't put this anti-poop medication (laughs) there'd be diarrhea all over the park (laughs) maybe people you know the disney flu people pick up stuff on the planes little kids tend to poop everywhere it's a sound theory i like that thank you i thought so um so let's see. Okay, I've been. Oh, I wanted to cover really quickly just Shane and Alex's advice on what rides to use your Genie Plus for. We didn't go on a ton, but I think I have a good list here. Shane, correct me if I'm wrong. So yeah. in Magic Kingdom, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, the classics, because the lineups get crazy. However, if you go right when it opens, you can run to any one of those three and not have to wait in line. So there you go. Use and it on use Space it. Mountain, though, too. That's on the list. Space- no, your kids aren't going to want to go on that. but No, but if you can get them to hang out in a cool Yeah, spot. if you have like a mother-in-law <laughs> with you. Um, okay, and lastly, use it for Peter Pan. And I'm not saying this because it was a ride that we got on and loved. I'm saying this because it was a ride that I was never able to get us on. Yeah, what the hell is going on with Peter Pan? What are they doing? Because there that? was like a three-hour wait for this ride in the middle of the day, every day. Like a three-hour wait for this. I have never been on it. I haven't even looked it up yet because I, I wanted to know if you had. But <laughs> it's the most <laughs> it's the most popular ride in the park by far. It seems like, and I have no idea. So next time we go to Disney, that's the first thing I'm using my Genie Plus on. I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you refrained from looking things up because you're like, well, Shane might have looked it up, and <laughs> then there's no point in me knowing if Shane. Knows. Well, I was gonna say you could describe to me for the first time. Oh um, wow! Interesting <laughs> tactic. But yeah, my last piece of advice uh, and where I want to end on this Disney chat is if you are going, you know, don't go like you don't need to go for (laughs) a full week. Don't go. (laughs) No, don't go for like a super long time. Like I was speaking to a lot of families who go for, you know, 10 days. Get yourself a few days there 
and then get the heck out and go relax somewhere. Your body will need it. Your kids will need it just for their their nervous system. They need to come down from all the excitement. I mean, we had five days of the come down hanging out in, you know, a rented house. And even that when we were leaving wasn't enough for the kids. Like they were still so upset to be leaving Disney. They were still way tired out, everything. But I, I do highly recommend like a little mini vacation after Disney, even if it's just like a single night. I say that's good advice. Thank you. But I do think if you're the type to want to spend 10 days in Disney, you want to spend 10 days in Disney. I, I don't think yeah. the person who's doing that is like, I've never been to Disney before, but <laughs> let's just do 10 in a row. So they probably know what they're getting into. So they don't need that advice. But Shane, what was your favorite ride? Or like attraction. You, you know, that Mickey one at the animation oh, studio. Fuck, that was so cool. What's that one called? It's called, because I wrote this down as a ride to use your Genie Plus for if you're at Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. It was- That one's cool. It's so just- So cool. Whoever designed it is a genius. Oh my God. It was so fascinating. Yeah. Um, And if you're at Hollywood Studios, very fun park, use your Genie Plus for that one. Use it for Toy Story Mania, which is an interactive game. You get to shoot things. And it was like the most fun thing ever. It's like a carnival shooting game. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the most fun thing ever. It's I cool. I loved it. Yeah, it's cool. I was like itching to play it after the first time we did I it. I think the Star Wars world is cool to kind of walk around that. It is cool. And I just, I do want to say, I think Shane is thinking Toy Story Mania is not as good as it was because he sucked. Something was wrong with my <laughs> controller. I'm good at video games. Something was wrong with I that I killed damn your thing. score. Yeah, but I'm, something was wrong with my <laughs> controller. I'm not even joking. Um, but yeah, Shane is right. The what do you call it? The Star Wars world is insane. And neither one of us are like Star Wars junkies, but it was- <laughs> I'm the opposite of a Star Wars junkie, but it's just cool like yes. how elaborate they go. And the characters, there's all the bad guys that walk around that. Like I didn't see any of the good guys. Yeah. And that alone was so fun. They were amazing actors. Yeah. And they'd like call out Betty and Lucy. And You're like, I, I see trouble. You're trouble. Like they, they <laughs> yeah. have all these prompts that they can push a button and say. And then one of our, the one ride we went on there was insane. I loved it. The Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It's like, I don't know. How did you describe that? Like you sit in a pod, like a spaceship. It's like virtual reality game. It was so cool. It was yeah, so fun. It's like a really impressive virtual reality game. Not for people who are claustrophobic though. No, but yeah, tons of fun. I will definitely go back and I will also take my kid to see Ancient Ruins because again, everything can exist in the same world. Yeah, well have fun with that because I'd be <laughs> bored out of my mind. <laughs> Not with me as your tour guide. We've been over this. You would have fun, you dingus. But folks, we are going to move over to the questions. But before we get to the questions, let us tell you who we're supported by. We are supported by True Earth. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that Shane and I have been trying to reduce our environmental footprints. True. And one way we're doing this is through eliminating single-use plastics in our household. Because with two kids, four of us in total, none of us are tidy. It gets chaotic and things add up. Like I, our laundry room, when we were using plastic detergent bottles, it got so cluttered. Like you could barely walk through them. And it's embarrassing having plastic bottles in the house these days is kind of like, I don't know, having a, <laughs> something really bad. I'm trying to think of something like humiliating. but Well, whatever it is. I mean, we discovered True Earth maybe, what, like two years ago now, and we have not looked back since. The detergent itself comes in these pre-measured soluble strips, and you simply rip them apart, toss in the machine, it is so easy. And the best part is that there's no plastic because the packaging is like made out of this compact cardboard. We have literally four years worth of detergent right now in our laundry room and it takes up six inches on our shelf. It that is, is crazy to think about. I know. I gave some away to your your stepmom today because I was like, we have so much. So I gave I didn't her- I approve of that. I gave her 60 loads worth. What? <laughs> yeah. She, we have like 400 loads. <laughs> Every dollar counts, Alex. But as a family with kids who have super sensitive skin, we usually go for the baby detergent because it's fragrance-free, gentle on everybody's skin, and is still so tough on dirt. Wait, wait. Our clothes come out smelling great and super clean. Uh, but check out True Earth Detergent at true.earth and use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off 
your order. And this code is good for any of their products. Their dishwasher detergent, their laundry detergent, their all-purpose cleaner. They have like sandwich wraps. They have a huge line of products. Everything is amazing. And you can also use the promo code either on a one-time order or on a subscription. So if you start getting their laundry detergent, they'll just send you more every couple months as you need it. And it's an awesome program. Again, that is True.Earth and This Family Tree 10. But we're also supported by... Mini Miosh. Mini Miosh is a premium, organic, ethically made, and sustainable kids and babies clothing company founded and created in Toronto. Mini Miosh believes in quality over quantity, and they make, I'm telling you, the best basics that you can get for your kids. Fashionable wardrobe staples that are soft, comfy, and timeless, and can be passed from child to child regardless of gender. You normally call them littles for your littles. Today you said for your kids. Maybe it's because our kids are getting a little bigger, Shane. Making me cry. <laughs> Their organic cotton fabrics are knit and dyed locally using GOTS certified organic cotton. When you say lo- locally, though, does that mean Toronto? Local to who? Oh, to local to us. Local to us, baby. Local, local to where they're from. I, you know, I start off the read by saying they're created in Toronto. Oh, I gotta pay attention. Jeez, we've only done this 168 times, <laughs> but they have now come out with a women's collection, guys. And this is a big deal because Shane and I have been wanting them to get into adult clothes for a while. And I mean, Shane is still waiting, but their women's collection is called the M and West Collection. And it is the simple, you know, vibe that you love from your kids' clothes. Everything is French terry and it's produced ethically and sustainably. You can find the company online at minimiosh.com or at minimiosh on Instagram and Facebook. And if you use the promo code ThisFamilyTree15, you're getting 15% off your order. They're available in Canada and U.S., and it is one use per customer. So make sure you load up your cart. And again, that is minimiosh.com and ThisFamilyTree15. And now let's get to the questions. Alex, question time. This is where you take listener questions. Or maybe, I don't know if they're listeners. They, you, you do this through Instagram. Maybe they just ask and they never listen. But... Uh, we're going to answer some questions right now. So this is what we call the mailbag segment. You guys write in. As Shane said, we answer. But let's start off. The first one is Disney. Nothing else is Disney. But let's let's get these two people first. What do you think the best age to bring your kids to Disney is for the first time? So I got to say, like, it's going to be a different type of vacation, you know, if you bring them young or you bring them a little older. And I think it's there's pros both ways. I loved the kids being three and five. Betty was free and Lucy was just like really good for enjoyment. But I don't know when they're young, they have no sense of embarrassment. So they're like excited to go and dance with the characters to hug the princesses. And but, you know, Lucy has a sense of embarrassment. So she does. So you have to define young. Two and a half to three now. Well, I guess I'd be like, I'd say. I'd say two and a half to five. Because No, because Lucy has a sense of embarrassment. Yeah, but I think that could just be her too. I think other five year olds might have less. Oh, I thought we we're just making generic statements. We are, we are. But I, I do think like two and a half to five is like a pretty good young age. And then I think we skipped ahead a little so that it's a different kind of vacation. It's like rides based. And you and your kids are like run into the coolest rides and everything and they can do more. Okay. I'll answer this question the way I think the person wants us to answer. Yeah. Because I think everyone knows a five-year-old can go to Disney. Yeah. I think the person wants to know, is it worth it if you have like a two-year-old or around that age? And I, I, it definitely is. And I think before I would have had Betty, I would have thought she's not going to appreciate it as much Mm -hmm. as Lucy would. But she appreciated it in a lot of ways, even more than Lucy did. I agree. So I think two is a great age. Uh, maybe two and a half is probably the sweet spot. But shockingly, two and a half is a great age to go to Disney. And you will get the biggest kick out of seeing how much your kids love hugging the characters. <laughs> it's unreal. And I don't know, it is the ultimate magic trick mm-hmm. that Disney has put itself in pop culture and in advertisements enough where Mickey, who is not in any of the movies anymore, is so popular that a two and a half year old knows all the characters by name. No, I absolutely. And I think, oh Jesus, Lordy, I just lost my train of thought. It just disappeared. It's okay. You it went think? poof. 
I think nothing right now. Let me take a quick sip because now I feel anxious okay. about having Don't. forgotten what I was about to say. No, you're doing a good job today, Alex. I meant to say that. I didn't want to jinx it, but you're doing a really good job today. <laughs> Thank you. I've done a lot today, guys. Um, I, our house is in shambles because I'm currently reorganizing everything. Not in shambles. It's in the best shape it's ever been in. It just looks in shambles. And I think this is a good tip. If you want to really get your house in order, don't do that quick tidy. Get to the root of every problem. And usually it lurks in the closets and the drawers that are untidy. So Alex has taken a week off work to do other work. So it's not mm -hmm. really off work. It's no. just not paid work. <laughs> but appreciated more probably. And yeah, we'll get so much out of it yeah. in terms of us being happy because I feel like a clean house is a clean mind. And I just remembered what I was thinking too. That oh, was a great digression. So when your kids are young, like Betty's age too, a huge bonus is that you use your lightning passes, right? For the rides that you want to do as a family, like the really famous ones, like Pirates, like Jungle Cruise. And then everything in between, you just do the little kid shit that nobody is booking their lightning lanes for anyway. And there's never a wait, like for the carousel, for Dumbo ride, simply walking around, like following the parade. The girls got such a kick out of that parade. They loved that parade so much. And doing the little attractions, like the Enchanted Tiki Room, Betty was all over that. What was that? That was when we were sitting in, in that room and then... Oh, the, um, with all the birds. All the birds. Yeah, and they yeah. did like this show and the walls started singing. Like little things like that, like walking up the treehouse and zero wait times. I mean, zero minutes. You can walk right into these things. For good reason. No, but it's little kids love it, right? No, oh, yeah. And so that's really handy too, because then you're not waiting in line. Like we never waited in line, partly because we went on all the attractions, not the rides. Yeah. But next question. Okay, I'm going to Disney for one day with a four and a three-year-old. Which park is the best? Honestly, there's something for all of them, but those ages, Magic Kingdom. You, if you're going for one day, you got to do that, especially if they've never been before, because when they think about Disney, when they talk about Disney with other people, that's really what you think of. Yeah, it's like if you're going to Canada, are you going to go to Toronto or Hamilton? You might have more fun in Hamilton but you have to go to Toronto to say you've yeah. been there and you just want to see that CN Tower. And in, in Disney World, the castle is the CN Tower in this whole analogy. The kids <laughs> need to see that castle in real life or they're yeah. not going to feel like they've even been to Disney World. Uh -huh. Although if you are like, you know, decide to do a park hopper or go to a second park, I would say a little kids, a great park for them is the, the zoo one, Animal Kingdom. That had yeah. probably my favorite ride of the whole time aside from the runaway railway, which was not even ride. You get in a real car and there's a driver of your safari truck and you go on a real safari and there's giraffes two feet away from you. Rhinos chased. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yes. Rhinos chased the car in front of us and like a park ranger had to like, you know, scare the rhinos from attacking the vehicle. It was wild. It was wild, but it, <laughs> it was literally. <laughs> it was very cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the fear in their eyes was very cool, well, knowing they weren't chasing us. Wasn't our car? Mm. Okay. The next question: What is one thing you vowed never to do as a parent, but you find yourself doing it now? For me, it's just like you know, semi-frequent screen time and being totally cool with it and not having any qualms with it at all. Um. Uh, maybe, I don't know, giving into snacks more? Oh, yeah. I think we give in to, like, lots of things, though. But the question is, what did you think you wouldn't do? Yeah, I thought I thought it would be, like, only healthy foods all the time in healthy snacks. And now it's like, you know, eat your Rice Krispies Square and shut up. And shut <laughs> up. I don't say that. No. Can't be that way. I never thought my daughter would be slapping me around and headbutting me so much. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. Lou they, really likes to headbutt me. No, they're they're like roughhousers, totally hurrying. That is not. Shane, you should have seen that my brother was here today helping me move like some furniture around. The kids, Jake sat down for a breather after we did some big furniture move and both girls ran into him head first and then started climbing him over the back, slapping his face and then just screaming peaches in his ear. 
Yeah. They're obsessed yeah. with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next question. Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti have no idea who he is, do you? Yeah. Okay, who is he? He's one of the main original castmates on uh, the with that OC reality show. Oh, okay. What was it called, that one? Uh, Laguna? Laguna Beach. Okay, so yes, same he's the on. OG. Okay, so those two dated in high school, which was 18 years ago. But they admitted they hooked up a few years ago, and now they work together on different projects. Steven has a girlfriend. How would you feel if your partner worked with their ex? Yeah, but does Kristen have a boyfriend? Is she married? Kristen, uh, I think she's divorced now. I think she was married to a football player. So single, probably. Okay. So, I mean, if, if you're like, you know, every person your partner hooked up with, that would be a lot. To police, I mean, because there could be zero emotion behind that. But if it was an ex where there was something there, I, I would definitely not feel comfortable. And I think there's, I think you got to just nip that in the bud and say, nope. Every person's different. And I think you know your partner. So I, it would depend, you know, like I've been with some real, uh, real bookworms. And uh, I've also been with Alex. So I, you know, there's different levels, I think, for each person. Oh, like you mean I I handle jealousy. um, I get more jealous than the bookworms. Uh, No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in my shoes. Right. You know, (laughs) you're a bit more of a wild child. Mind you. You've dated some interesting characters that mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily jealous of. Yeah. Not because they're not, you know, gorgeous, but just because I feel like there isn't any like, uh, uh, what's it called? You know, I feel like you ended those relationships. So you're not like. Yeah. Yeah. This ex offered me a job two years ago. I'm showing Shane a picture of an ex on a private jet. he looks like skinny fabio uh he reminds me of james kennedy from vanderpump (laughs) he has a similar face (laughs) (laughs) this is good um yeah i'm would you let me get on a pj with him shane a pj uh private jet yeah i know what it stands for uh if he's like hey i'm taking and he's like six four yeah would you let me get on a private jet with him maybe it depends you would it depends do you That's... know how much he loved me no i don't know but he only dated women that looked like me for many years after oh wow mm-hmm. he was in love i okay. had a job opportunity i you know what was the job alex <laughs> i don't know like some pr thing uh, i'm sure it was <laughs> PR on the PJ. Next question. What did success look like to you when you were 20 versus what it looks like now? Okay, I was thinking about this. I think it's very similar. I think that when I was 20, success was very standard, like very much what you picture. So like making money, living in a beautiful house, having a beautiful family, whatever. And I think... That now, it's similar in that there's still a level, like in my mind, that financial success is success, at least a little bit, like if you can be comfortable. And then everything else is just happiness. Like, are you comfortable? Are you content? Are you happy? And for me, that happiness is, you know, family, which is when I was like 20, that's what I thought success would look like. But I think that if I went down a different path, that would be success too if I was happy on that path. So I think what like enough money to be comfortable in happiness. What when you're? Well, that's what I think now. So wait. So answer the question. When you're twenty. When I was twenty, it was like money, family, beautiful house, and now it's like enough money to be comfortable and just happiness in whatever way that looks. Right. Yeah. For me, when I was twenty, I think I just wanted to be normal. Right. Like I thought 
I'm never, because I wasn't academically successful and I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how I looked or anything. I wasn't confident. I didn't know if I was attractive or if I was charismatic or not. And so I had no idea what I was. If I was stupid, <laughs> I didn't know. So I'm like, geez, if I could just be normal and make like, to me, I always thought if you can make $50,000 a yeah. year, you're like a normal person. Right. And to me, that would be unbelievably good <laughs> to just blend in and like, you know, maybe have an attractive girlfriend. And the dream would be to be a millionaire. But that's like literally a dream to me. That wasn't even in the realm of possibility. Now, I think uh, the best thing would just be to be like to feel calm and comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like obviously you want to be financially secure. So I would never want to feel like hurting for money. But this all falls in line with feeling relaxed. And I mm -hmm. find like mental comfort so important and something I'm like lacking right now because you know there's so much is on the go at all times there's my mind is never relaxed mm -hmm. so for me that is the goal and something to aspire to be because every week it's like next week it's going to be a little bit easier and then something happens <laughs> and then it's something comes up yeah and i'm just like it's kind of like i want off the merry-go-round to some extent and well, like there's so yeah. many events that are always happening oh, it's, it's like, crazy like I don't even have time to contemplate like the meaning of life. Like no wonder not a lot of people are thinking about it because you just have to do so much. You don't even have time to think <laughs> what the point of it all is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's literal nonstop events too. Yeah. And then when you have kids, it's like so many damn birthday parties. <laughs> I hate birthday parties. I hate them. Do you like them? No, I like to see the kids having fun with their friends. Mother's Day, hate it. Uh, yeah, because you're not the one being celebrated. Yeah, what damn right. Because my birthday's on Mother's Day half the time, and I'm still Shane, never being celebrated. Your birth when you're not being celebrated. Well, you're celebrating me, but I mean, as a child growing up, mm -hmm. you weren't there for me. <laughs> well, I've been there for you since I've known you. Even on Mother's Day, even when I gave birth on your birthday and Mother's Day, I still had a cake come into the hospital and surprise you. Yeah, you, I was you, pushing out a baby and had a cake come in. You had your brother do that. Well, I still set it up and I called the bakery and had them write the message on it. Happy birthday, Shane. Yes. Genius. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Shane, how many birthing mothers do you have worrying about their husband's birthday cake? Well, I don't, it was a special day. <laughs> Lucy was born on my birthday. Yeah, you're welcome for that too. Hey, I had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I had to time everything perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, Shane, your birthday now is always celebrated. Yeah, I'm just saying, in general, I dislike birthdays. Minus yours and mine and the kids. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear another birthday again. Says Mr. has like several birthday parties lined up. Well, you know. What are you talking about? Well, because like, we have three different sets of parents. They all want to do a birthday thing for Shaney. I still got to do something for my dad's birthday. We're celebrating your birthday with your mom and uh, stepdad Brad on Saturday. Okay, but I got to do something for my dad for his birthday because we missed out on that. Well, let's get on it. And then we celebrated your dad's birthday while we were in Florida. <laughs> I get a message today. When are we going to celebrate your dad's birthday? I'm like... I thought we did that. Well, because he was saying he didn't want to celebrate it there so he could wait for Jake. Why did we buy him a cake and everything? <laughs> we did a special dinner. I know. Okay. What? Uh, Alex. <laughs> John, I'm kidding. <laughs> Alex is like, my dad listens. I, I, he knows I'm kidding. I know, I know. I'm just trying to make content here. And okay, here's our last question for the night. Are you ready? What? Okay. Who would you have in your list to give a kidney to if they needed it? Is it family only or friends or someone else? Okay, first of all, I don't have a list of people that I would be willing to donate a kidney to. But I mean, if there's one in my head, definitely only family is on it. What about John Bon Jovi? He's dying for it. Wait, this is funny. I actually accidentally skipped a question about John Bon Jovi. You totally just reminded me. Um, 
But I'm not giving a kidney to John Bon Jovi. It's my life, <laughs> and it's now or never. His worst song. Um, I wouldn't say that's his worst song. A well, song with a billion okay, views on whatever. YouTube it happens to be his worst. Um, but I mean, if a friend was like going to die if they didn't get a kidney and I could somehow give it to them, then yeah, I'd give them a kidney. But I'm just not thinking friends off the hop, you know. I'm going to wait until see if maybe their family offers first, and then if nobody's offering... Then I will. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'll give it to someone in need. Would if, you wait to see if their family would offer first, or would you get in there in front of their family so you got the glory? Well, I think out of respect, you gotta see if who's ever closer to them. You have to see if someone's gonna step up out of respect. Mm-hmm. I and then guess. if no one does, I'll step up. Yeah. No, I think that's a good. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, but my last question that you remind me of, do you think young Hollywood engagements are likely to last? What are your thoughts on Millie Bobby Brown? So do you know anything about that? She's with John Bon Jovi's son. Yes, Jacob Bon Jovi. So Millie is 19 and Bon Jovi is 20 years old. They've only been together since 2021. So they've been together since they were 17. She was 17. She's now 19 and they are engaged. And then John Bon Jovi was interviewed about this, being like, hey, like, this is kind of crazy. And his uh, his take on it, I guess. It's their life. <laughs> yeah. He said, if you find the right partner and you grow together, I think that would be my advice, really. Growing together is wise. I think that all my kids have found the people that they can grow together with, and we like them all. But it's like, you're growing together in your teen years. I just think it's young to settle down. Well, I think they say your jello isn't set in your brain until you're 25, yes. right? So a lot of things shifting. But you can grow together. You can grow apart, though. It's a, it's a risk. Yeah, but then you can grow together, but you still might not know what you like or what kind of person you like or what qualities you value and what qualities you really can't stand. You know what I mean? Like your your experience bucket is so small. Yeah. It's... uh. It's going to be an interesting life for them. <laughs> but that's all we have, Shane. So I hope we leave you guys contemplating the future life of Jacob Bon Jovi and Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast, Podcast, episode 168.